0: Let's go. Let the man through. It is a Tuesday edition of The Blank Show, which means it is our first day together in studio since Wednesday of last week. Good morning. Good morning, Josh. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well,
1: man. I'm doing well. How are you? How was last night?
0: I watched both games start to finish somehow. So there's a picture in picture option on DirecTV that. I've played with before. Uh-huh. I kind of like it. Nice. But I've never been a big picture-in-picture guy. They put it side-by-side, but yet it minim- it, it like cuts your screen. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And you're like, that doesn't make any sense.
1: That's what the uh, multi-view looks like. That won't make no
0: sense. So I took both games in. Was consistently rooting for Baker and the Bucks to get things going. Just never happened last night. And then... I think I got triggered by something on social media unlike I've ever been triggered before, Josh. And it took everything in my power to not tweet about it. And I feel like I want to get it off my chest now. Will you please tweet so, right now? No, no, we're, we're going to talk. We're going to talk through this because I, I, need the, I need the ref army to help me out. And I'm just – I'm really thrown for a loop. I'm thrown for a loop by this, but first, allow us to say good morning to everybody. We come to you live every single day from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studio, even when we're on the road. We are counting down to Oklahoma and Iowa State on Saturday night, and we're talking about Sooner football, number one, number one on this show. As always, we re- usually Tuesdays was a full recap of the uh, uh, coordinators pressers, but. The uh, the post game, and again, this is just me. And it, trust me, I before everyone's like, "Oh, of course, you're gonna support the university." Yeah, I'm always gonna support OU. But it hurts me that these coordinators aren't doing a press conference because it takes away from one of our podcast episodes. So there goes about I don't know, five thousand downloads, six, seven, eight. So I, it hurts, it hurts, hurts. But I mean, literally, they do a press conference twenty four hours after they've done a press conference. It's almost like and eh, maybe that'd be more like thirty six hours. They do a post game presser and then they turn around and they do a next a Monday presser. I don't I get it, right? Because hey you had a chance to look at the film. What else is there? But people that are freaking out about this you've never had access like this before. Calm down. Settle down. It's okay. Gonna be okay.
1: And not every program gives you as much access to the coordinators.
0: Not at all. Not at all. Now, you can complain about the assistant coaches, and that's fine. But there's this wild thing called Coach's Corner that we tape every week where you hear from all of them. Now, you might not get to ask your personal, individual questions that, you know, might most of the time start with, can you talk about? And that's fine. That's fine. I'm not here to judge or gauge. As Toby Rowland has taught me, whatever it takes to get a good answer, go ahead and ask it. But – some of you all trying to read into this too much. It's 4-0. It's, oh, it's good. So in place of recapping the coordinator pressers, we're going to spend some time recapping Coach's show last night. Brent Venables' Sooner Sports Talk, which was fantastic. It's a great show. Um, and then we'll have Coach Venables live at 1130 coming up this morning. It'll be Coach V, 11 1130. I've had about 30 minutes of Coach Venables and then right into Steelman and Thunanoo. So we got, a, we got a lot of Sooner talk coming up. I was trying to even think of – I was trying to think of one of my little, like, low-hanging fruit questions to pose out there, Josh, like, who's a player you want to see more of? But I just feel like all of these answers have become pretty obvious. <laughs> who do you want to see more of? P.J. Adebayore, right? That's who we want to see more of, and even Brent Venables talked about it. Toby played the cut moments ago. It's like, man, P.J. needs to play more. (laughs) Miguel Chavis told Brent Venables, played second most snaps. Wow, okay. (laughs) As far as the edge rushers are concerned. So, I I just – but I also feel like there's other guys that you see in splashes or in bursts, and you're like, okay, I want to see a little bit more of that. Captain Obvious, right? I feel like there's three of them. There's P.J., right, with what he's done. There's Kip Lewis, and then there's Nick Anderson. Heck, you might throw a fourth on there, Jaden Gibson. I thought that might be a fun conversation to be had, but I felt like it would be bogged down by the same dudes over and over and over again, right? I'm sure there would be some of you.
1: Jackson Arnold.
0: Jackson Arnold, that's right. Come on now. who was her buddy yesterday. Jackson Arnold can't beat out Dylan Gabriel. We better go to the transfer portal. It's like, calm down. So you're talking about the number three or four guy in the country in completion percentage. Stats are deceiving. But I'm just – I don't know about you guys. I, I think more than anything, it'd be a fun day for just a vibe check. Like, how you feeling right now? You know, uh, I think it's Gabe that always asks on Twitter, how are we feeling, Sooner Nation? Because I feel really good, man. And i I think all the things that you wanted to see improve – to ensure that this team is headed where, or maybe I should rephrase that, this program is headed where you want this program to go, and then in that this team is headed where you want them to go, Josh Homer, I feel like I feel like that's all playing out like it's supposed to right now. It's off to a good
1: start. Yes. Absolutely it is.
0: No, we're, we're you know, if there is one thing, if there is one thing that has carried over from, at the very least, well, I don't know, our preseason conversations. It is that many, including yours truly and Josh, we have constantly said we're going to have fun talking about this team through weeks one through three, but everyone's going to be on edge until they see it against Texas. Everyone's going to be of the reserving of judgment until they see it in Dallas. Everyone is going to be in the mode of, well, we saw this last year until they see it against the Horns, right? And I think in a lot of ways, we've seen that play out. And there is, I mean, I was, there is absolutely positively nothing wrong with that. In fact, that's how I think everyone should be from the – from the post-season thoughts, right after last year, where everyone was pretty excited, even in a loss against Florida State, about the young guys on this roster getting that opportunity to the spring game, a, it just it seemed to be consistent. Hey, I'm excited. Based on this schedule, we should be five and zero heading to Texas, and then let's let's get after it, right? I mean, it's, and I think we've seen that now. For the sake of this show. For the sake of this show, Josh, we just can't come in here every single day and go, welcome to the program. Listen, everyone reserve their judgment till Texas. Boy, let's talk about these baseball pinnate chases, right? I mean, that's that's just not what, what's gonna happen here for you and I, right? Not how it works. No. <laughs> not how it works. So we're gonna have takes, you're gonna have people that aren't happy about things, and that's fine. That's what this is all about. You don't have to fight with each other and yell and scream and call people morons and idiots. That's my job. But in all seriousness, as far as trends, as far as vibes, as far as, you know, we use the term benchmarks a lot, right? Whenever we're counting down to the start of the season during the offseason, there's always our offseason benchmarks. Season's over. Sad. It's like, oh, dude, the season's over, man. I'm, that sucks. What are we going to do? Well, boom. Second signing period, right, which isn't as big of a deal as it once was and maybe eventually goes away. But you got the second signing period. Then I guess even even before that, you have the opening and closing now of the transfer portal window, right? So you kind of got your free agent period. Portal one. Portal one. Signing day two. Spring ball. Then portal two. Right? And then summer videos of X and Y player looking better than they've ever looked before. It's like, whoa, look at this guy. And then you're on to the season, right? All these – been. Uh, media days benchmark local media day benchmark coaches lunch and benchmark i feel like if you were to apply that towards the thinking of uh where i want this team to be as a fan where i want this team to be as a successful program as a good team in 2023 at the very least josh even if you're of that mindset many of you are and that's cool i'm pre cur- i'm i'm giving a lot of caveats today aren't i
1: please it's give fine me- it's fine if you're going to go on this rant please give me a caveat yeah
0: yeah, get it But the good news is you're hitting most, if not all, of those benchmarks, right? Improved on third down, boom. Better run defense, boom. Better overall defense, boom. Understanding tempo and offense and playing some complementary football, boom. No, I'm not saying it's all perfect. But I feel like in those stair steps towards – wanting to be all in you're you're getting things checked off right i mean Agreed. is that fair okay
1: absolutely the defensive improvement what they're doing on that side of the football i think was the biggest benchmark that everybody wanted to see and so far really really good it's really I good i can't even say so far so good because it's better than that it uh it's borderline dominant
0: but again, it's, we and it's want fun. to see. It's fun. Want to
1: see going forward right versus the Texas and KU's of the world those offenses, but yeah, right now it's looking great.
0: It's kind of interesting because you know, I, I, I talk a lot about my, my Sunday night show with Arnie Spanier. And and I think there's a lot of people in our business today that are like this where if you say, yeah, that that needs to be better. It's either, oh, so you're telling me it's terrible. You're telling me it sucks. It's awful. It's like, no, 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 no. It's, just, it's good. It just needs to be better. Or it says, oh, so everything is fine. It's fan. It's amazing. You're like, no, no. I mean, there. Teddy has talked about this a lot. You guys know there's an in-between in life, right? It's not always all terrible or all amazing. There is this level in the middle where things can be, and that's fine. I understand that it's not going to get you a spot on first take or undisputed, but it's the reality of life. All right, I've 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 left myself very little time here before I go off on this. You job. just
1: dropped some facts on uh, the people out there. Life is made up of, hey, it's just okay. It's
0: okay. It's Hey, and that's fine. You know, it's, it's good enough to win some games. I don't want good enough to win games. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I do. <laughs> I'm fine with winning football games. I don't. You said, we said this late in the show yesterday. I'm I'm not trying to preach here today, I promise. But I leave that to to my guys like Pastor Adam and Pastor Mike. But I'm not trying to hold a sermon here. But you said this yesterday. I think you were crediting line, I forgot, John Williams, your boy on Locked On, right? Gabe brought this up in our post-game conversation. College football tends to be a lot more about flash and sizzles. Like, whoa, they put 56 on the board. But in the NFL... Like, the Philadelphia Eagles dominated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last night. And they won the game 25-11. to 11. But
1: it wouldn't have been good enough in college football.
0: If, if that was Oklahoma versus Cincinnati, we would have been – well, it pretty much was. It, we would have been losing our minds like some of you were yesterday about the offense and Dylan Gabriel, right? It's just the reality of how this is a little different way of looking at things than what we've had in the past.
1: And meanwhile – Miami versus a bad Denver team would have been the most exciting thing.
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. And it probably still is. (laughs) But but. it might still be. All right. So there's just a a few handpicked sooner things. You know what? Let's go ahead and break. Let's go ahead and break. Let's let's not get too far off the clock today. In honor of Toby's birthday, I won't make things too challenging on TJ or Drake and completely break the clock yet. Happy birthday, T-Row. Happy birthday, man, yeah. 50. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Uh, When we come back, we've lost our mind in the world of college football analysis. We have absolutely lost our mind. And I blame this incessant need to find something deeper than, hey, Colorado just got beat. They got beat. It happens. But there's got to be some deeper meaning here, right? We've lost our mind. And I'm going to tell you guys something. I'm going to take a deep breath. I don't smoke, but if anyone's got a cigarette, I might have one to calm myself down. You You got me okay. But I just, Keyshawn Johnson said the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. And we'll dive into it next right here on The Ref. Oh, look at my man checking in from Dewey. Leave that up so I don't lose track of it. I haven't even gone through the text yet, but I saw that pop up. Show pigs are a lot of fun. A word of advice, tell your daughter to take it slow. Spend lots of time with her. Protect and become friends with it. The more trust that is built between two of them, the easier things will be.
1: Hmm. Believe it or not, pigs are ex- extremely smart and have a ton of personality, probably
0: more so than a dog. Hmm.
1: These are memories that will last a lifetime, I promise you.
0: yeah, it's uh, here's here's part of the problem is we're responsible for the to and fro to and from said barn. Just a little bit of a road trip. I'm not it's good bonding time, right with me and my daughter for her to sit there and watch me listen to the radio and you see that meme where the guy. <laughs> The the girl is mad because her boyfriend spins every Saturday and Sunday watching football. It's not a meme. It's a it's a real and she's sitting on the couch and she shows her face. She goes every Saturday and it turns to him and he's standing in front of the big screen. He goes, look, look look that left. He's supposed to go in here and he's like, got it paused. And he's and he showed that's me whenever we're in the car together. It's like, babe, he did not tease that commercial break like you should have right there.
1: That's right. That's exactly right.
0: Uh, all right, I want to I want to get this out of the way, and I just want to get your guys' thoughts on it. The uh the idea, the idea that coaches talk to each other is not a new one. First of all. It's just not. Coaches talk. But. The idea that anyone from Colorado State or TCU or Nebraska is out there telling Oregon anything it doesn't know about Colorado has got to be the funniest thing and dumbest thing I've ever heard. So I'm going to play it. And, and this is part of what a clip like this wants, right? This is part... Of the goal or the thought of this, because Keyshawn starts out making sense. It's like you're right, you're right. They beat the snot out of him. But I can't even begin to tell you, Josh, how much this triggered me. This is from undefeated, undisputed, whatever.
2: This is his first year at the Power Five level. This is his first year. The three and one. We we can't sit up here and act like. It's all doomed. It's over with. They'll never win another game. That's not true. They played against an Oregon team that is better. There's a better yep. football yep. team. And, played. And you mentioned played. Bo played well. Mm-hmm. You know, you were, you were talking about the the, the jealousy and the way P- yep. these coaches and how Deion got there. This is interesting you said that. I didn't want to interrupt you. I wanted to let, let you finish. So I spoke to somebody in the coaching fraternity right after the game. And they know some people that coach at Oregon. And they was telling me, they said, man, I've never heard from a, another assistant coach of how much information was being given to that staff uh-huh. about, no, I'm just.
0: I had to stop it there. I can't do anymore. uh uh-huh. Oh,
2: yeah, I told you.
0: Okay, I'm just, I'm just want to point this out here real quick. Can I... Go, was, you go ahead first because I'm really, really triggered by this. What was Colorado doing with its information? <laughs> Thank you. I mean... What are we even doing here? Who's who's Oregon played? Uh, there are... I, I did a count just for the sake of this program. There are 11... 11 analysts on the Oregon staff. Five offense, five defense, one special teams. There are four graduate assistants. Two offense, two defense. Josh, in addition to the head coach, Dan Lanning, there are 10, 10. Full-time assistants. And there's countless other roles that help in breaking down film. What are you even talking about? What This isn't 1978 and Coach Switzer is trying to fend off spies that are trying to get all the information they can possibly get from the Oklahoma Sooner program. Everyone knows everything. It's all on tape. You've got 11 freaking analysts from Oregon that are living and dying the, the Colorado film every second of every day, and probably Jackson State as well. Sharing of information, among other assistants. Bull. Don't... I'm, sh- I'm not doubting that Keyshawn Johnson heard that, but I bet it wasn't, hey, man... As an Oregon coach, it's amazing. Colorado State just, they came to our door and they dropped off a thumb drive that had everything we could ever need on it. We didn't have to do anything. No, I'm willing to bet it went like this. Yeah, I bet someone was helping them out. Bet you're right. Boom, let's go. I mean, what are we even doing right now? There is... (laughs) Oregon kicked the crap out of Colorado. Sorry, language, Cheryl. I'll try to be better, I promise. Oregon smoked Colorado. They beat the ever-loving snot out of them. There wasn't anything that Colorado State or Nebraska or other coaches anywhere gave them that helped make that possible. I don't doubt that there are people that want to beat Deion Sanders, but there's people that want to beat Oregon. Nobody's helping out another team for the sake of helping them out at this point in the season. Just not true.
1: Well, and again, you hit the most important one, which is – they're giving them information that probably they already had anyways.
0: <laughs> Let's just say hypothetically that Jay Norvell is like, Dan Lanning, Jay Norvell, got you something. Sunglasses, trench coat, hands over the the flash. Here you go. Here's our breakdown of their, <laughs> of their game-winning drive. I mean, what are we even doing? Come <laughs> on. And I had to laugh because the comments underneath are like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not that dumb. What are we doing right now? Can we cover college football without being morons? Can we cover this sport? I mean, half of what he said was fantastic. You're right. It. They're three and one. I don't know anyone that had them three and one on the season. Nobody outside of maybe Deion Sanders
1: and Colorado fans
0: and and the most ardent Colorado fan, right? <laughs> I think even that old lady that was a diehard Colorado fan. She's like two and two. I'd be happy. Yeah, just don't excuse away
1: why they got the snot kicked out of them. Bingo.
0: There you are. Stop it. Built-in excuses while everyone's out to get Dion, Why? Why? No, everybody's out to win football games. You could uh, you could
1: know every single play your opponent is going to run, and probably you're going to do better than 27 yards in the first half, <laughs> even if they know every single thing you're going to run. They got the <laughs> snot kicked out of them. There's nothing else to see here.
0: Ugh. <sighs> I saw one that, I saw one tweet that cracked me up. It said, "Keyshawn, I'm not making this up." Narrator: Keyshawn Johnson was, in fact, making it all up as he spoke. <laughs> yes. Here, here you go. Here you go. This is another one that I had to laugh. J- Keyshawn Johnson basically accused 133 FBS coaches of colluding against Deion Sanders in the Colorado football program. Yesterday he said coaches across the country gave Dan Lanning the blueprint. So Dan Lanning, the former national championship defensive coordinator from UGA needed help to beat and scheme a defense for a one-dimensional offense. Thank you. What did Travis have to say here? Um Yeah, Travis, what's being missed on this? The coaches that got beat by Colorado Want Colorado to win every game because it makes their loss look better. Yeah, I mean, you telling me, Colorado State and Jay Norvell, they had a very, what's the word I'm looking for? Cordial conversation. And from what I've been told, that, is Barry the Hatchet still an acceptable analogy? I don't, I just want to make sure I don't get canceled here today. I think you're okay. Because I'm just, I'm just mad. I, here's what else. Kishon, it's, He's not a dummy. He's a smart guy. He's, I mean, at the very least, what, a college football Hall of Famer. He's so good at football. He was a wide receiver that went number one in the draft. I mean, that's how good he was. He's done every type of media possible, right? He's been on ESPN, been on ESPN Radio, NFL Network, I think, even for a while. And now he's on the, the Skip Bayless show. I, I don't understand just throwing that out there willy-nilly. I really don't. It's just... Or, or acting like it's
1: any kind of a revelation that coaches share information. Yeah, I mean,
0: it, coaches share information.
1: It happens. Buddies but, talk to buddies.
0: Buddies talk to But to make it seem as if everybody is suddenly blowing up, what's, what's the area code for Oregon, like 712 or something like that, that suddenly everyone's picking up the phone and dialing up Dan Lanning or any member of that Oregon football coaching staff? Uh, Skyler Jones, their defensive analyst, is suddenly talking with a Colorado State guy. I mean, come on. What are we even doing here? And, and, and it to me, Josh, it just, it really paints college football in a bad light. That's, that's what angers me about this. Stop it. Skip Bayless hasn't paid attention to college football or talked about it outside of, you know, dumping or building up Oklahoma, which I appreciate, but you... We beg and beg and beg for more college football talk. Beg for it. And then when they do it, it's either bringing in Paul Feinbaum to say, I mean, the most ludicrous things ever, or takes like this. (laughs) Again, where you're excusing a loss away and
1: taking from Oregon, by the way. (laughs) You know, as much as uh, it's excusing it away for Colorado, I mean, it's basically telling Oregon, hey, yeah, you accomplished this, but only because you had all this different help. It's uh, it's like
2: it's like Ruxin. Because all I see are lies and collusion. This whole season is null and void. volinoid, You're in Germany. Give me your...
0: <laughs> collusion. Everybody's out to get them, man. Everybody's out to get them. The Big 12 basketball schedule has been released. We'll take a look at it and... In- get you all updated when we come back is the let's see gray is a home game so the the sooners first home game in week one will be iowa state uh kelvin Sampson and houston will be coming to norman that'll be later in the season that looks like it's going to be the final the next to last week of the season so oh you uh hosts
1: and goes to KU.
0: Oh, that's right! I forgot. With fourteen teams, there'll be a couple of teams that they don't see.
1: That's good. I, I was really hoping that'd be the case.
0: It it looks like West Virginia is a team they don't see twice. <laughs> it looks like Iowa State. No, they see Iowa State twice.
1: Final Big Twelve regular season game is at KU. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, for
0: OU. Oh, you. Should, oh, is there more than just week ten? Yeah, I'm because, looking at the
1: full schedule over here. If you if you look at it.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. Why does this look different? That's women's. You got women's up. That's why. Well, there you go. That would make yeah. The final, the final regular season home game for the Sooners is Cincinnati, and then their final game is at Texas in the Big Twelve. So we right, we good there? Yeah, there we go. Which uh,
1: probably makes more sense for both.
0: The bye week or the one game week for the Sooners is their final. Regular season trip to Oklahoma State. How about that? They do, however, both
1: host and go through Kansas. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah you are correct in that. I, I'm trying to do this quickly. Just It looks like UCF and West Virginia are the two teams that they only play once, along with Texas Tech. They get a Texas Tech home game and don't travel to Texas Tech. And they go to Kansas State but Kansas State doesn't come here. Well, that kind of sucks. BYU
1: they host and uh, travel
0: to. Don't go to. Oh, don't go to. So five teams.
1: Yeah, I that mean they don't
0: do doubles with.
1: That that seems yeah.
0: large. I'm not good at math, people. I'm sure you'll be correcting me on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. But
1: Iowa State, yeah, they they got uh, home and away there.
0: Right, They do. We'll we'll go through it all and break it down next. But the Big 12 hoop schedule in both men's and women's has been released. We'll get you all the details next. Plus, are, are you with me on this? With the Keyshawn thing? Did you hear that? And you just shake your head? It's like, stop it. They, you're not going to tell them anything they don't know, number one. Number two, not everyone is colluding against Colorado. You don't have to try to collude against them. They beat a, a, a bad Colorado State team. The TCU win is the most impressive win so far. Sure. Right? With what TCU has become since that game. Looks like it. Looks like it. Right. That could all come crashing down in a single week. But – Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line 405 651 3439. It's a Plank Show right here on the la- on the wrap. Sorry. Welcome back into the Plank Show.
1: Okay, dude.
0: During that break, we were digging a little bit deeper into the Big 12 hoops schedule, which has just been released. And for some reason, the Big 12 decides to put it in a font that is basically the size of like six. It's a six font. Get those glasses. They're on. Just we'll, real quick, real quick. Um, it doesn't necessarily. Do they have the dates on there? Are those dates on the bottom? How could you even read those dates?
1: Yeah. The, the, <laughs>
0: dude, Big 12. I'm, what are you doing? Make this legible. <sighs>
1: the. Well, you can't read them. No, you can't.
0: <laughs> Like, guys, let's uh, get the basketball schedule out. All right, where do you want the dates? We want them where nobody can read them. All right, sounds good, coach. My goodness. but uh, And the women's basketball is out, too. This is your – hey, Brinkley, let us know which games you aren't going to because I'm ready to tra- I'm ready to do some Ginny Bronchek traveling this summer. Let's go. I'm down for that January 3rd trip to Provo. On the women's side of things, the the home opener – for OU in women's hoops in conference play appears to be Josh December 30th against UCF. Now, I don't I don't know. I don't know if UCF is any good at women's basketball, but that's that's pretty cool. And to quickly run through, let's see, did they post the men's yet. Please tell me you guys no, they haven't posted it yet. Well, I'll try to do my best here with these ridiculously small dates. OU will open against Iowa State at home. They'll travel and play TCU in Kansas, followed by a home game against West V. They'll head to Cincinnati, back-to-back road trips to Texas and Texas Tech. In Week Five, you've got Kansas State and UCF. In Week Six, BYU and Oklahoma State, home and away. And by but the BYU Oklahoma State game is is home. That is a stretch of three home games in four matchups. That happens for the Sooners twice on the season. So they got BYU-Oklahoma State at home, travel to Baylor, then back home for Kansas, followed by the Oklahoma State road trip, the Iowa State road trip, and then home games against Houston and Cincinnati before they wrap against Texas. So there you go. That's what the Oklahoma men's hoop schedule looks like. I would love to tell you the dates, but... You have to be literally using a, a microscope in order to see the dates on that, on that calendar. I've got the dates for you. Okay, go for it. Which, which, well, give me the date of just that Texas matchup, that back-to-back tech, Texas Tech. Texas one week and then our one game, then Tech that next Tuesday, week. January 23rd, Texas at home.
1: Saturday, January 27th, Texas Tech.
0: Okay, that's not bad. Not bad at all. What about the uh, Houston-Cincy games then? Is that in uh, Feb- February? Hosting Houston in March. Oh, that's March. Holy smokes! March
1: second and hosting Cincinnati, March fifth.
0: I guess it's that time, isn't it? I guess it's that time.
1: Yeah, they've uh, they've got both schedules. I think on Sooner Sports now.
0: Oh, do they now?
1: Yeah, that's what I was looking at. So. Oh,
0: were you really? Okay, well, I just yeah.
1: It. I can't read this.
0: Oh, well done. Look at you. Then literally, they must have just dropped it while I was sitting here playing. Oh, yep. Thank you. Thank you. From basketball, back to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, Next hour, listen, we typically have the coordinator pressers, but no coordinator pressers. Though I do, I think I kind of agree with what what, Matthew from Muskogee. He writes, I'll take the Monday presser. So many post-game answers start with I need to watch the film first. Agreed. Agreed. I think I agree with you on that. Let the coordinators do their post game with Gabe and I, or, or let more coaches get involved with it. And, um, you know, maybe go back to even doing it right before BV. I, I will say, from what I've been told from those within said coach's office, Josh, there has not been a more universally embraced move than knocking out the Brent Venables coaches' shows after the game. So that way, Coach V gets in on Sunday morning, and he's just going nonstop on the tape from the game before. And I think – no, in fact, I know that's been universally embraced. Now, it might make things kind of tough on our buddy Craig Moore and that crew over at Sooner Vision, and we're grateful for their hard work. But at least from a coach's perspective, it's been – It's been a big deal. Let coach coach. Sooner CB writes, I feel really, really good. The defense is looking dominant. Offense enough. uh, Offense, although not impressive, doing what they need to do. Things are going in the right direction. And I ignore stupidity about, let's see, action Jackson Arnold. Jackson Arnold, is he understands the plan. What did the kids used to say, Josh? I understood the assignment. He understands what's going on here. He gets it. He signed up for it. I said this yesterday. People, Some people get mad. It's like, oh, I can't. Someone was mad. Why are we even talking about Colorado? I don't, I don't know, man. We spent a whole show yesterday on the Sooners, so I thought let's talk about one of the biggest stories in sports, how everybody is colluding against poor Dion. Poor Dion. But some people get mad. I can't even believe you're allowing these trolls to say these things about Dylan Gabriel and the offense. Well, I think some of it's fair. I think some of it's fair. There's a lot of work still left to do. Nothing is perfect. I was listening to Brent Venables last night. And you'll hear it coming up next hour. He's had those same questions. Now, he had send the very first text of the show that said, if you can't beat out Dylan Gabriel, we need to go to the portal. It's not the thought. Which is still an all-timer. I might print that text off, and I might post it on the wall here. I don't know if there's a hotter take that we'll ever get in the history of this program, Josh. That is the hottest of hot takes. I mean, literally, I want to have a wall of honor where we just print off, not saying the dumbest, but just the hottest takes we get on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, and it's like the wall of fame. Because if Jackson Arnold can't beat out Dylan Gabriel, then we need to hit the portal for a quarterback when you're 4-0 is, I mean, chef's kiss. Frame it, baby. Undisputed needs to hire you. And then Joe and Tulsa writes and when we're talking about the offense. Guys, I know Sawchuck and Barnes weren't healthy and just getting back to 100%. Major and Tawi are okay, but not taking it 80 yards to the house. What do you think about playing Hicks and Smothers more? Also, next year we will have Barnes, Tawi, Sawchuck, Hicks, and and Smothers, plus the freshmen coming in. There aren't enough touches to go around. I see someone transferring. I mean, but – this is what we do every year, every year, right? And it's the reality of the transfer. Yeah, someone's probably going to transfer. You're right. But, I mean, we lived this with Mixon, P. Ryan, Rodney Anderson, um, Go Forward, Kennedy Brooks, Trey Sermon, and some of them end up transferring. It's just the reality. And inevitably you get to a game and it's you look up and you're like, Who's starting running back today, man? This guy's hurt. That guy's hurt. That guy's been out for a couple weeks. That's on DeMarco Murray and Brent Venables to make it conducive for those guys to stay if they want them to stay around. Well, it's also on those guys to go make plays if they want to play. Absolutely. I mean, who's Caleb Williams is the obvious answer. But outside of watching Trey Sermon run in the 14 playoff, not really what, a ton of guys that when they transfer away, you're watching on a college football Saturday. I and I said outside of Caleb and, you know, training that one football game, we're like, dang, man, I really miss him. It's just used it's, to be with us. Yeah, he used to be our guy. I'm s I am i have not seen any Theo Weiss tweets on that this year. All right, quick break. That's not a knock. Just the reality of it. Quick break. More of your text, next plus. Brent Venables from his coaches show right here on the Home of Sooner Fans.
2: Could I, ask I don't make a habit of asking you about injuries, but I know a lot of people were concerned about Jaron.
0: Do you have any update on how Jaron's doing?
2: Um, he practiced uh, today, so uh, that's great. You know, so, again, just he's got hit hard, and all the scans, everything came back good, and uh, he's a tough guy, but we'll, we'll still take care of him, you know. And, uh, but he was out there running around, you know, with his, uh, with his brother, long-lost brother. These studs.
0: <laughs> is that the best news you could get from last night, Josh?
1: Yeah, that's uh that's really good to hear. Really good. Oklahoma needs him and uh they have got more depth, but feels like right now Stutzman and Canick Yes yeah, is gonna be the best option.
0: I don't know if I'd seen Canick play a better game than he did yesterday. Seem- or Saturday, sorry. It seemed like he was
1: really starting to click for him. Totally agreed. I mean he, he's He's always fast, but it felt like he was processing quicker. I went in back. This game.
0: I went back last night and I tried to watch where he got hurt, and I don't think it was on the play before where he went down. I think it was two plays earlier. But it's um, it's great news. It's great news. Jaron Canick practiced yesterday, but you did hear right? He's hey, we're gonna take care of him. We're gonna be smart about it. So we'll wait and see how that kind of ends up involving his availability come Saturday. I'm not one of those that looks at Iowa State and says, yeah, you know, rest him. No, no, I, I want to get my best players out there. Iowa State has been a pain in our backside here in Norman in the last few years. Even whenever OU's been significantly better. Texas right around the corner. Yeah. Don't I'm, want him mentally checked out. Sure, sure. If he can go, go. All right, break. Break time. When we come back, uh, what did we learn from Brent Venables last night? Plus, great text all morning long on The Ref.